0: Hello, everybody. This week I have the beautiful Kate McCauley, who is a speaker, educator, and coach, who also has a true inspiration on Instagram with a series of today's pep talks that you must watch if you are looking for growth and the mindset shifts needed for success. So, welcome, Kate McCauley. I cannot wait to hear how you got to this chapter of your life. So, please go ahead and
1: tell us. First, thank you so much for having me on as a guest. Massive amounts of gratitude. I just love chatting with people. So thanks for letting me be here. To tell you a little bit about my journey, it was a long beginning. That's how I like to describe how I ended up where I am today. And I will say that I am grateful for every step of the way, although I had no idea that I would actually end up here. So it's it's a great story and it has given me some skills that I use now in a totally different world than I ever thought I would be in. So I was an educator for 20 years in the public school system here in the United States, and I loved it. I was phenomenal, actually. I came from a long line of educators. My mom is a teacher, my grandmother, lots of educators in my family. However, as time went on, and it was 20 years that I was there, things started to shift in the education world in general, and definitely within the school district that I was employed at. I really did enjoy what I was doing, but the, oh, let's call it the outside behaviors and trauma that were coming into our building were starting to poison the whole environment. You know, myself and other educators were begging leadership to make some changes. And I realized that it was just going to deaf ears. And I say it's a long beginning because really it took me approximately six years to actually resign. And I know it was a six-year mark because I was leaving conferences and walking out to my car. It was an evening conference in the spring, and I walked into a situation where a 14-year-old boy who was on his bike, which actually hurts my heart when I tell this story, but he was pointing a gun at another student and his mother who were at our conferences. And in you know moments, the gun was then turned and pointed in my direction as I was screaming some choice words that educators don't normally use. While dialing 911, everyone, my family, my friends, even current teachers who were still there, you know, my coworkers said, are you seriously going to go back? But I wasn't ready. I really thought this is what I'm going to do. I actually liked being a teacher, but from that moment on, my exit strategy began. And I started to think about, you know, what else can I do? But I just still wasn't ready. I had three little kids. I kept thinking, how am I going to buy football cleats and do things that I want to do if I leave this position? And being an educator, people do say, why don't you just go to another school district? And that is a possibility, and it works for some people. However, when you're in the profession for a certain amount of time, you can leave and go to another district, but you will lose all of your years. You will lose your amount of pay, and you start at basically year one, maybe year three if they are desperate for educators. So I wasn't willing to do that either. Then COVID hit and oh my goodness, the education world, students, teachers, everyone, we were in for a wild ride during that COVID era of education. So I jumped in pulling my hair out probably most days. I was literally building the plane as I was flying it, just like every other educator and student when we were doing those COVID lessons, teaching online, hybrid, all of the things while that occurred, I realized that being out of the environment of that toxic workplace, I started to have less nightmares. My eye was no longer t- having a tick. I had a tick under my eye that when I would enter the building, I, it would start. And I would make excuses and say, oh, I'm really tired if someone noticed it. You know, I have three little kids. I'm so tired. And when I was away, I was working incredibly hard, but I also gained some skills where I could do things virtually you know, like talking with you on a podcast, you know, navigating this different type of world that I hadn't really been exposed to. I got a lot of different skills. And as time went on, my school district, like others, made a lot of different changes. And at one point they said, okay, we're home for the end of the year. Just kidding. You're coming in just the teachers for like two weeks, then you're back here, all related to state testing. At that moment, I was furious as all of the staff was, but I had also just made a decision for my three children related to their educational journey in a separate school district. And my youngest has a uniquely beautiful brain. And he was the rare child who was thriving, being home. I was running, teaching, running back and forth, helping him. So I said, no. And I asked if I could continue to teach at home. The students weren't coming in. Could I still do it online? And they told me, no, you have to do this. And I said, no, again. And I put my resignation in. I had already had my business as a side hustle. So I was in some ways pushed into it, but I took a leap of faith. And now I'm here full time, getting to love people in a different way. I'm a speaker. I'm a coach, course creator. I call myself a mindset mentor. So that's the long version, you know, of the long journey, as I like to call it. I
0: love the beginning. It was a long beginning. Yes, and a long
1: beginning. Yes, exactly. It, it's
0: part of the story that a lot of people uh, forget or or they get confused when, when we want to commit to a change within that. If it doesn't happen right there and then when we make our decision, then we're doing something wrong. But like you said, it was six years in the making. So for people who are listening and they feel like, yeah, I know that I need to make a change, and but I don't know how to even get started. I'm I'm afraid that my human impatient style is getting in the way. How do you help people with that sort of impatience and defeat before they even start the transformation?
1: Well, obviously you're probably familiar with this with the work you do, but I did a lot of internal work myself before I started to help other people. You know, I spoke of my son, he has dyslexia, auditory processing, ADHD. I did a lot of work with him to help him shift his mindset and his brain. I didn't even know it, but I was doing it with my students and other staff members that I was guiding, so to speak, when I was still in the classroom. So what I do is I tell people who are on a journey where they want to make a change, they start to realize, you know what, I think I need to do something, but I'm not exactly sure how to do it. We start with baby steps. Now, I will say that I do want them to be aware of what that long-term big goal is, and I want them to visualize themselves living that new life, literally every aspect of it. You know, what you're wearing, who's with you, where are you? What does it feel like? What does it sound like? All of those things. But we take baby steps because as you said, it took me six years. I didn't even realize I was in the exit strategy. But when I look back at the roadmap, it did not happen overnight. And honestly, Olga, if you and I talk next year, I know that I will have new things to share with you. And I'm excited for that journey now, where in the past I did allow fear for a long time during those six years to hold me back. But, you know, I was exactly where I was meant to be because I gained all of those skills. I can do a virtual event and I'm okay with it. I'm comfortable because I was forced into that situation as an educator.
0: Is that what you will say the antidote to fear is? Because you mentioned, you know, I was, I was scared, but now I can go into a presentation and feel no fear. Um, would you say it's literally stepping out of your comfort zone or is there anything else?
1: Mindset shift. That has well, to let me just add there that fear is still there. It's not that I don't have fear when I step into it. I embrace it now. I sometimes tell people I use it to light the fire. It's a fuel for me. And instead of thinking about and holding myself back when those fears creep in, because they will, I then push past it. I talk back and say, you can do this, you know, and when I feel afraid of something, you know, whether it's before an event or even, you know, what price am I going to give to do this, you know, talk with this group of people, I start to then take a deep breath, And say, okay, you've been here before. You have this experience. You know, talk back to it, and then I can shift sometimes and say, you know what? I'm actually excited for this. So I take the fear and I I twist it. I flip the script a little bit, and I embrace it. And you know, anyone who tells you that they don't have a fear, I'm just going to say that I think that's a red flag. I don't think that they're being honest. And I I don't think fear is a bad thing. You know, it's a bad thing when you let it, you know, take grip of your life and You will not continue to take steps forward, even if it's a baby step But fear can be a very like strong motivator and fuel to that fire. If you have a passion, because once you step into that fire, you can keep going and you you feel lit up and passionate. You know, my first time where I was giving a workshop speaking engagement, it was a little bit surreal because I was like, who, who am I to even be able to do this? I, I was a teacher for 20 years. And now I'm telling people what to pay me, you know. But once I did it, and I felt, you know, just invigorated. It really was intoxicating in that situation to be able to love people in a different way. Then I, you know, channeled that going forward and use that when fear does creep in. Because I will say that I know that I will be, you know, on bigger stages and at bigger events, and I'll be working with more people. So of course, fear is going to creep in. The imposter syndrome, all of those things. And I'm going to need those skills and that, you know, memory that I can't do this. I'm curious to know, when you are
0: on a speaking engagement, what do you feel is the message that the people in the audience
1: crave the most? So I speak on mindset. And I would say that what they really love is the ability to hear that you can retrain your brain. You know, because we talk about it a lot, you hear a lot of manifestation and woo woo. And I do a lot of that work. I do it with myself, my clients, but when I can teach them a little tool that yes, your brain is powerful and you can change it. And then they go and try something. Maybe it's, you know, I end up working with them as a client or they send me a message, Instagram, wherever, and say, Oh my gosh, Kate, are you a witch doctor? Like, this is crazy. Like, I loved that. And now I'm trying it. I think that is what they love the most. And then I give them, you know, the neuroscience. I don't get super science-based because people tend to, you know, uh, that's too much for me, but I keep it pretty simple knowing that there is research behind it, that you can retrain your brain through the particular activating system. And literally you could change your whole life. And it doesn't matter what you are doing now. This can be done in so many different areas. If you're willing to push past that fear and think this is a possibility. And
0: also, I suppose that there is a lot of um, habit forming, like, you know, you can change your brain, but it may take more than one attempt. Oh, sure.
1: Right. (laughs) Right. So I do some tricks with them that you can, you know, do some like different hand things where it's actually on my Instagram and I'll show people how you can like use the right brain and left brain. And they're like, wait a minute, my hands are flying in different directions, you know, pointing to your thumbs. They'll be like throwing the gun signals and things like that. And they're like, what? And they're watching me do it. Because I've trained my brain to use the right and left side of the brain. And then I do explain to them, it is not a magic pill. You know, being able to point in those different directions and just showing them that little skill is something that I clearly practiced because everyone else in the audience is like, why can't I do this? And they start getting like obsessed with the fact that it is possible, but yet they're not doing it yet. You know, and then some people will send me messages like I did it. Look, you know, same thing. When you're retraining the brain, if you do it through affirmations, for example, that's something that myself and my clients use. It is not a magic pill. I can't say one time I am the missing piece to every opportunity that presents itself to me and think that I am because I say that every day. Now, I truly believe it now when I get on a call or I talk with someone, I think, how can I be the solution? How can I love your people? But when I first started saying those things, I was like, really? Are, are you kidding? You're the missing piece to every opportunity. No, you're not. You were a teacher for 20 years. And a lot of that was my own limiting beliefs. You know, what would the neighbor think? What do the other teachers think? What do my family and friends who are close to me think? And once I got pissed, those limiting beliefs, and I started to put myself out there, I realized that I really have a long love list of people who are like, good for you. You know, I, I want to do that too. Mm,
0: I, I have a feeling that. We coaches uh, sometimes are looked at like how, how how do you guys do this? Like how can you achieve your goals? How do you retrain your mind? How do you overcome fear? It all seems like very I don't know like we're part of a secret society. Mm-hmm. But the truth is going back to what you were saying at the beginning. We did the inner work, and I feel like coaches we've had access to this secret gym for our minds. You know what I mean? Like it it will be almost like if you see all these ripped people come out of this building and they're like, how are they so muscly? How are they glowing? What's going Mm -hmm. on? I said, because behind those doors, there is all this machinery that will make you stronger. And I feel that as the coaches, it's not that we are some magical creatures. We we just know how those machines work and we can guide you. So I love what you were saying about guiding. We can guide you into okay. This machine will give you a six pack. This machine will give you biceps. Right. Machine, and those machines is literally tools. It's ways of using your brain in different ways, mm-hmm. supposed to what we were taught, which basically was nothing. It was what right.
1: brain says. Your brain says it's true. Right. And let me just add there, since you're bringing it up with the coaching, I have coaches. You know, when I started this, I thought I can do this by myself. I could manage all of those students who, you know, were a lot to handle many days. I have three kids. I can do this. I quickly learned that that was not a good route to take. So I had a business coach and then I had a speaker coach. I still have a speaker coach. I outgrew my business coach, but I now have a women's empowerment coach and all of that internal work that I do and will continue to do has ripple effects into all areas of my life. My children have gained, my clients definitely have gained. And of course myself, it starts with me, you know, and the ripple effect sometimes is something that I have to slow down and pay attention to. You know, when I'm talking to people on podcasts or I'm at an event, they'll say, oh, what was the biggest change? And I'll say, you know, I'm I'm really happy. I really am. But when I look at my family, I don't think that they were unhappy, but we're in such a better place now. And it's because I have those coaches and I invested in myself and then the ripple effect happens.
0: Yeah, so what kind of uh, clients do you work with mostly?
1: Is it women or? So this has been shifting for me. I thought initially it would just be women and that I would be doing, you know, have a lot of certifications. The teacher and me went and did all of those things. So I was doing some health coaching initially and then it shifted to mindset work. I work primarily with, Small to medium-sized businesses, leaders within that area of business, I work with them one-to-one mostly, but then I am doing also group work where I will come in as the mindset mentor, basically on a retainer where a business would bring me in and it could be monthly, it could be bi-weekly, whatever, you know, meets their unique needs. And I facilitate workshops, group coaching within their team. Sometimes it's the whole team, sometimes it's the leadership, you know, so I would say it. One to one, it has been primarily women, but as I'm, you know, going into this corporate space more, the group coaching most definitely has been a mix. And I like that. I I like the you know shift there. I'm not opposed to coaching a man within a leadership role. I connect more with a female just because I've done a lot of, you know, I'm a woman-owned certified business. I, I started this business literally, my office looks nice now and I love it, but I was on in the side room where it was the homework table for my kids, crayons, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, there are school bags and a folding table and folding chair. So as a woman and a mom, I connect very much more with the female business owner. But, you know, it kind of, it's been evolving.
0: And that leads me to my next question, which is the the last two questions that I ask all of our guests. And is
1: where do you see your next great chapter? Where do you see your evolution? So, I would say that my next great chapter is going to be building community within those corporate spaces, probably within etern- internal events first. And then I see myself on some bigger stages. I love doing that. And I think that once I'm helping a group within their corporate space, that, you know, maybe it's a big conference and things like that, that I will do more of those because I love doing them and I can love more people in one hour, sharing my words about mindset and unleashing, you know, the power of retraining your brain. So that's what I see in the future, but you know, I'm open to listening to what people are telling me. That's how I ended up where I am now. You know, if I, when I told somebody I was like resigning, I'm doing this now. I don't want to say I'm in a completely different space, but it definitely has shifted. So I'm open to listening to what other people see in me, you know, my coaches and say, have you considered this? Because I think you're neglecting, you know, that skill. Or, you know, so mm. we'll see. We'll talk again, and I'll have to share that with you. <laughs> and I love that. That's part
0: I think of of the work that you've done with your, within yourself. I, we we tend to be very rigid on our goals and our visions. But part of the fun is being flexible and saying, Absolutely. "This is what I thought I was going to be doing, but it turns out that actually I enjoy much more doing this other
1: right. thing." giving yourself that permission. That's a tool in itself. It is. Signing that permission slip is an important thing to do. And once you start doing it, you're more likely to grab the pen and keep signing.
0: <laughs> yeah. it's, inter- it's interesting. We, we tend to give that permission slip to other people. And can you sign it for me when in reality is we are the own creators of our life. Like you were saying, you know, you were the one that was keeping yourself in that job until you decided I'm going to give that job. Um, But sometimes we wait for our partner to tell us or, you know, our own internal disease to to tell us. And by disease, I mean, you know, like I'm not happy, I'm not at ease here, but we can just give ourselves permission. So I love that you are open to that evolution. Um, Where do you see the the world's
1: next great chapter? I love this question. I wish I could have a crystal ball to actually tell you, you know, but to just think about it related to mindset, really. I would say that I think that we are moving from, Within the professional area, that competitive mindset to a more collaborative and, you know, success is gained together. And I'm seeing it within my own work. You know, I refer other people. When coaches um, need to go on a vacation with their family, I have started subbing for them, you know, and which aligns with me as the educator. I get it. I can come into your group and love your ladies for an hour. And then you unplug and take your daughter to summer camp. I also feel this with my talent coordinator. You know, she is working on a commission where she gets me, you know, the speaking gig and gets a percentage. I'm in a lot of networking groups right now where the core is how can we collaborate and build shared success? So I think that's what's going to shift. And I'm here for it because when I do an event, they don't want me to come back next year, not because they didn't love me, but they want someone new. They want a different message. When I am done working with a client, the goal is for them to outgrow me. You know, I don't, although I love them, I don't want to keep them forever. They they need to gain these skills and move on. They want to come back for a little reboot. Okay. But I want to say to them when they reach out to me, let's say they're getting a divorce and I want to say, go speak with Olga. You know, I want that to be, and I think that's our next chapter, I hope within you know, the professional world anyway.
0: I couldn't agree more. And you know why I think that's happening? It's because we've been given these two blessings. One, the online world where we can literally connect with anyone. Like, I don't really know you from anything else, but the online world brought us together. Right. Um, it's giving us an, in, an incredible reach for collaboration. And also I think it's because of the rise of the feminine energy within business. I think that we are removing the whole competition that's very masculine very patriarchal very like my business or your business were one right. against each other now we women we like to collaborate we like to do things yeah. together and I feel that that's what you're what you're describing is yeah the, the catalyst is coming from those two angles and it's just becoming the only way to move forward through collaboration and cooperation so I love that and I fully agree with you I think that's yeah. definitely happening for this world so yeah
1: it's exciting I mean,
0: yes <laughs> Um, I want to ask you one last question. I'm going to put you a little bit out there. But since you okay. are focused on mindset shifting and unlocking your mind, if you wanted to leave our listeners with one last potent reminder of you're capable of unlocking your mind, mm. these are some of the areas where you want to look into. What would you like to share with them?
1: So you're looking for like a one liner here. OK, I know um, it's a hard all one. Right. <laughs> so here's what I would say. I think that you need to believe in the possibility of your future self. Believe in that possibility because you're being selfish to the world that needs you. You know, I told you that I was exactly where I was meant to be, but what happens if I left three years earlier? You know, I think that you need to believe in that possibility of the future self and, you know, sign the permission slip. I'm going to get back to what we said too sign the permission slip and do it. And guess what? If you fail, it's okay. You're going to learn from it. Right? So many stories that I have talked to with clients, different podcasts, different places, the success comes from a lot of different attempts and failures and growth. So, you know, believe in that future version of yourself, sign the permission slip and allow yourself to fail forward. I'm giving you like three or four, I think, but fail forward, experience it. and you know tell us about it because i know you have a lot of different spaces i love someone just shared with me you know something that they did i don't know the person but they shared it on social media and i love seeing that so if you listen to this and you catch us somewhere else in the you know online world tell us how you signed that permission slip because we love to hear that
0: yeah and and i totally agree sharing our stories sharing like from where you were coming this is how i decided that i was done being an educator in that role, and I moved into this one. Sometimes we just need to hear that. Need to hear yes. that. There may be a teacher listening to us, or like, oh my God, I totally hear it. Why can I do this? And I right. said, like, believe that that future version could be within your shoes. Sure. It's, it's really good. Yeah,
1: and, you know, I think, like you said, the female collaboration, I know for myself, when I resigned, I didn't really have people in my world that I was looking at doing what I'm doing now. Of course, now I have a lot of them that I've connected with. But when someone hears that and you pay attention, you don't have to do it the same exact way that I did it, you know, but I've paved the path and you know, it's possible. So going back to that, believing in the possibility of your future, it is possible. Just do it your unique way and you learn from my mistakes, of course, you know, and then make it yours. You well, it. I, Yeah. And
0: once you unlock your mind, your mind is your own escape room. Once you figure out how to get out of it, like sure. you, you figure out your own path out of it, like we we don't know what your mind is being locked by. I mean, as coaches, right. we can see a lot of patterns, we can see a lot of models, and be like, "Hey, maybe this is your way to break out of it." But you are within your own brain; like you will know better than anyone else. But yeah, sometimes we just need to see someone else escaping mm-hmm. the room of their brain and going like, "Okay, I'm gonna try it too." So yeah, I love yeah. that. Oh my gosh. This was so amazing, Kate. Thank you so much for being here. If people want to work with you, what is the best way for them to find you?
1: So I would say they could go to my website, which is shop.danunow. Danu is the goddess. That's how, who I named my business after. It's spelled D-A-N-U-N-O-W.com, uh, shop.danunow.com. And on there, there's links to my Instagram. I do do those pep talks every day. So if you catch one of those, drop me a comment. Some of them are very lighthearted. Uh some of them I go a little bit more deep, you know, if I'm in the reflection type mood that day. Um, but Instagram I'm very active on. TikTok is something new for me. Same handle actually as Instagram. I'm letting my son take uh some reins there and help me build that because he's into that space. So yeah, just, you know, connect with me wherever, you know, you hang out and make sure you tell me that you heard me on this podcast, because I know we will align if that's the case.
0: That's amazing. Okay. I'll put everything on the show notes. And I just wanted to thank you, Kate, for the work that you're doing, for showing up today and for all those who you're guiding to unlock their mind. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And everybody else, I'll see you next week. Hey, if you're passionate about helping others move to the next chapter, and want to join one of the fastest growing industries, I would like to invite you to my upcoming training to become a certified holistic divorce coach. Just head over to olganadult.com and click on the Holistic Divorce Institute tab. I can't wait to meet you inside the program.